0: Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Level Up, the esports and gaming show with me, Nathan Bliss, esports and gaming writer at Reach PLC. In this week's episode, I spoke to Jarno Otmir, the 2020 F1 Esports Pro Series champion driving for Alfa Romeo Orlin esports team. I spoke to Giano shortly after his championship win and he gave me his reaction to winning the competition. We also discussed the season as a whole and how close the competition was, while also touched on Giano's background and career, how he started in karting and then formula racing and then moved into eSports. We also looked at what he's got planned for the future. We also discussed the eSports versus real-life racing comparison, including the similarities and differences between the two. Also touching on the importance of the mental side of being an eSports sim racer. I'm delighted to be joined by Jarno Otmir, the 2020 F1 Esports Pro Series Champion, racing for Alpha Romeo Racing, Orlan F1 Esports. Jarno, uh, how are you doing? You okay? Yeah, I'm doing well, thank you. Good, good. Uh, it's great to have you on. Uh, been a big fan of you for a long time, watching you uh, streams and watching you compete and stuff. So it's, it's great to, to have you on finally and... And uh, under the best circumstances as well, because you've recently become the 2020 F1 Esports Pro Series champion. I mean, just give us your reaction first of all to, to that in- incredible triumph.
1: Um, yeah, it's it's been a really good season. Uh, I mean, I was leading from from the first race on after a very uh, good race in Bahrain, um, uh, starting very quite low compared to uh, usual race wins. Um, yeah, feeling amazing, of course. After uh, 16 years of racing, to win my first world championship is very satisfying, of course.
0: Yeah, could you celebrate at all, uh, or did you have to kind of tone it back a bit because of all these restrictions that are, are going on?
1: Um, yeah, Holland just got in uh, in very strict uh, uh, rules for for Corona, so I couldn't really celebrate it. But um, yeah, I'm still, of course, very happy uh, winning the championship.
0: Cool and uh, congratulations from me as well because it, it's it was such a great series and it was so competitive between you all. But before we go into that, I just wanted to find out a bit more about you really as well because you've got a really interesting background. And um, as I mentioned before, we had um, James Baldwin on a few weeks ago, one of the guy, other guys who was competing in the series, um, and he's like got the flip reversal to you, yourself. So you actually started in karting and formula racing didn't you before going into esports um just want to talk me through that how how you started in in the kind of racing world
1: uh i started uh go-karting at the age of four um obviously i had to wait a few years before i could start uh doing races uh, i think when i was seven i did my first go-kart race uh, i finished third in that one i think so And then two years later, I became the youngest uh, uh, Dutch champion karting, um, which I managed to win three times in a row. And then um, I went on to do international karting and uh, switched to F4 at the age of uh, 15, 16, and uh, finished second in my debut season. Um, And then I got picked up by um, the Renault Academy, Renault F1 junior team. Um, and then I started doing uh, Formula Renault straight away, Formula Renault Eurocup, which didn't went very well, so I got dropped again by the end of the year. Uh, So I had to come up with something else, so I started uh, to get into F1 Esports, just just the first F1 Esports season finish, which uh, was won by Brendan. And then um, yeah, I tried to qualify for 2018, but I didn't really manage to. So... um, uh, luckily, I got invited to a tryout at Renault uh, by James uh, Doherty, and um, I I got picked as I was the fastest. So uh, that's how I rolled into 2019 Avon uh, esports. Um, so yeah, that's that's how it all uh, started rolling, basically, to to get into esports. So you've got like the perfect um, experience, really, to
0: talk about kind of esports versus traditional real life sports, if you like, because you have experienced both things, haven't you, firsthand? You've experienced the kind of real life racing and the esports. How to the how do the two compare in your opinion?
1: Um well for esports uh, I would say it's a lot more down to driving rather than uh, the engineering side. as there, You have so much time to try out stuff and you can do unlimited amount of laps. So when it comes down to the to the actual session, it's all super, super close. So you really cannot afford to make any mistakes. And um, yeah, in, in real life racing, you obviously have very limited time track time um, to... Um, to get used to the car and stuff like that, so it's it's re- really different. It's very hard to compare. Um, so I, I obviously of what I learned from real life racing, I take it with me into the sim racing world. But I also had to be very open and still have to be to learning new things and uh, accept that uh, some things I just have to approach differently. Yeah, and
0: you've all you've all got the same kind of in-game engineer, haven't you, Jeff? Who's speaking to you all the time on F1 F1 Twenty Twenty, giving you updates and stuff when you're practicing. But I just wanted to talk about that because you you mentioned about the the kind of similarities between uh, esports and real life racing and. I think one of the, from speaking to I mean, esports competitors in a, in a number of different esports, the one thing that kind of stands out from when I speak to them is how strong they are mentally and how they've got such a strong mentality in terms of competing. Because obviously, although you're not in a car or for FIFA esports players, for example, they're not actually kicking the ball around a around pitch. It's still in that thing about you've got, you've got to compete and you've got to c- perform at the highest level, um, and you've got to perform when people are counting on you as well. You've got people like Alpha Romeo counting on you to deliver, um, particularly how close it was this year as well. And people underestimate that about esports, don't they? They think it's just maybe playing a game and having a bit of fun. But, I mean, how how important is the mental side in terms of being an esports professional?
1: Uh, mental side is crucial, of course, especially if you want to win the championship. Yes, um uh- I definitely think there are quite some people that were faster than me this year uh, when it came down to just practicing on their own. But it only counts, of course, in in the actual qualifying or race. So, um, yeah, the mental side is very important and also very hard to to master um, as it's very complicated, of course. Um, So, yeah, I definitely think this year I showed that the mental side is one of the most important things in, in esports, uh simply because uh performing under under high pressure is is very hard. Um but I think I did very well that year, uh this year to to get it right.
0: And he, like I said to you before, I mean Brazil just watching the Brazil race, I mean I remember watching the qualifying as well and I was, I couldn't believe how close it was between the field. You are talking like less than a tenth of the second. Um between like first and fifth, I think it was at one point. Um, just how tough is it being in that environment um, and having to put in laps that are so, there's so little difference between them? How tough was it to to put in those laps that are going to get you to to pole position, for example?
1: Um, yeah, I think the closest it has been is was Suzuka qualifying one, where the world top twenty was covered by two tens. Um, and then it was quite a long track as well, so that makes it even more more special. It's like Brazil, um, it's quite a short track so you expect it to be very close. Um, but yeah, I was quite shook a little bit by uh, uh, by how close it was in, in qualifying one in Suzuka. Um, and yeah the pressure the pressure is on for everyone um, So it's the same for everyone. Um, but yeah you just have to accept it and uh, focus on really what you, I uh, have to do to, to go through and um, yeah I mean how hard is how tough is it yeah it's of course incredibly tough because um, you always hope you have some kind of advantage with the setup or or driving wise but very often you you don't as um, all the other drivers are pushing hard in practice as well to uh, get their setups and driving right
0: and you, you put yourself in in pole position if you don't mind the pun um, like right. You you won the Mexico race than you before, so you put yourself in a really good position going into Brazil, and you you knew that you just had to kind of finish really in the top ten eventually to actually to win the whole thing. Was that a bit of a weird situation going in? It's like in football, isn't it? Like just needing a draw. So you don't know whether to kind of push yourself all the way and take risks and, and win the whole race, or kind of hold it back, knowing that you've only got um, you've only got to do a job to win. What was your approach going into that final race?
1: Uh, I would say for qualifying, I definitely still gave it all. Um, and then for the race, I knew where Freddie was going to start, um, which was behind me. So I already kind of knew that it's it was going to be quite easy to win the championship as going from P9 to P2 is something almost never happens in F1 Esports. And I only had to finish P8 if he finished P2 and P5 if he won the race. So that was definitely possible from P7. So all all I had to do was keep it clean and do my usual strategy, which I'm the most comfortable with. And then I knew I was basically going to win the championship. And um, well, when I knew or heard that he got a three-second penalty... Uh, for speeding in the pit lane from there on I basically uh, knew I was going to win the championship as um, yeah he's not going to pull a three second gap especially when he started uh, ninth so um, yeah that basically made it impossible for him to to win the championship when he got that penalty
0: yeah and I'm I'm sure you were behind him weren't you for a few laps and I was watching it and uh, is that right you were behind him for a few laps weren't you in the middle of the race was it
1: yeah, once I pitted, I yeah. uh, I came out, I think, four or five seconds behind him, but I had a lot of fresh tires, so yeah. I caught up quite fast. And um, yeah, I, I took I took a bit longer to get my moves uh, on other people as there was just no rush to uh, to get to the front as all I had to do was finish one place behind him and, and then I would end up still ahead because he had the penalty, of course. So... Um, yeah, I, I just took my time, didn't take any risk and um, basically went a bit, uh, a bit slower than usual, I would say, um, taking my time with everything. Um, so yeah, it was maybe a bit boring to watch, but uh, well, it was the best <laughs> for me, of course. It definitely wasn't boring to watch. I I, rem- I remember a few
0: times... Um, you you tried it in turn one, didn't you? And it didn't quite come off. And I was I was kind of holding my breath, thinking, Johnna don't don't try it <laughs> round that you don't need to type of thing. So I completely understand from that point of view. It was fascinating seeing that battle between you two all season. There was a number of competitors, not just you two, in it, which made it all the more exciting. But um, I mean. Coming from the real-life racing environment, how impressed have you been with esports in general, and its kind of um, its ability to hold tournaments when you can't do anything in real life because of restrictions, and you can do it remotely? And have you been impressed with the quality that's been on show?
1: Um, yes, definitely. Uh, I mean, driving wise, at the beginning when I started, I really had to. Um, Accepted. I wasn't going to be fast in in the first half year at least, um, because at the time I think I was like half a second or a second slower than than the fastest guys. So um, yeah, I had to really accept that and, and practice really hard. And um, yeah, when, when I did the first LAN event, I had the um, uh, war organization. I was quite impressed with, of course, as it's, um, it's all it's all it was all really new for me. So. Um, yeah, that, that was really cool. The first time I was in London. Uh, online, you have, I think, quite a bit of more struggles uh, to deal with uh, as an organization. But um, yeah, I've been impressed nonetheless.
0: Yeah. I mean, esports has had a, an amazing year because obviously a lot of people have had to spend more time indoors and live events haven't been able to, to go ahead as they would usually. Um, I don't think we've got the the statistics yet for the for the esports series, but the virtual Grand Prix series was watched by over 30 million people at the start of the year, which is just incredible to think about how much esports is now in the kind of forefront and the mainstream, which is it's, it's really good to see in my opinion. Um, Uh, What would make it? I mean, even even better. How? Where do you think esports can go? Is it about? Do you think esports is already there, and there just needs to be kind of more people talking about it, or do you think that there needs to be improvements in terms of there needs to be more realistic games, there needs to be more tournaments? What What do you think can make esports even bigger over the next few years?
1: Um, in my opinion, uh, I think this year the format was complicated with the qualifiers and races as no one really knew when they were um, so I would like to see a little bit of a change in format, um, as real real everyone also has like a qualifying day and a race day I think it will be quite good to see that in uh, F1 esports as well but um, yeah from there on we just have to see um, people have to be interested in it of course to to watch um, and I can imagine as well, it's never going to be as popular as, as real with one, um, as it's not the real thing or something like that. Um, but yeah, it, um, when it's exciting, I think people will watch. And um, I think this year was quite exciting uh, in some races. So uh, we just have to wait and see and um, maybe it gets more popular, maybe it doesn't. But I think this year it definitely got a lot more popular.
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, esports in general is is growing every year in terms of its popularity and the amount of money that's been involved and the the quality of the competitors as well is improving all the time. I think a, a lot of, when you speak to traditional sports fans, if you like, some, some are quite dismissive about esports in terms of how it's not kind of, like you said, it's not real life racing or, you know, it's not in the real world. So some people are quite dismissive, but I think with... With F1 Esports in particular, it's it's very hard to make that justification uh, from my point of view anyway, because I mean, if F1 Esports has a, and sim racing in general, has a kind of unique selling point in that while kind of FIFA players don't actually kick a ball around a football pitch, you're actually in control of the car in terms of the steering, the braking, the throttle. You've got... Although you're not actually sitting in a real-life car, you're doing all the movements that a normal racing driver would do in the in the in the kind of cockpit of a real car. Do you think that's a, something that kind of F1 esports and also sim racing has kind of um, ahead of the other esports, if you like?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it'll be quite complicated, of course, for FIFA to have the same. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, in, in sim racing, um, it's it's quite interesting and completely different to other esports in, in that aspect as um, yeah you, you can practice actually just from home um as a in, a in a race car i mean it won't be completely the same as, as real life but still some dynamics are the same and um i think james baldwin and eager fraga showed that um uh, Rudy van Buren as well, of course. Um, but on the other side, I did as well, I think so, with moving from real life to sim racing. Uh, it did take me a while, of course, to get used to it, but um, I think the same was for Igor and James and Rudy, um, getting used to uh, the real life car. So
0: We've seen, haven't we, I mean, in, in real life F1, Lewis Hamilton launched the Hamilton Commission to, to help kind of underprivileged kids um, from different backgrounds and different environments, try and kind of get into the F1 industry, not not particularly for driving, but for kind of engineering roles and, and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, with, with obviously, you know, for firsthand being within the Renault program and doing the different formulas, it's really expensive, isn't it, as a child to kind of for, for parents to put their children through that kind of process. Do you think that F1 esports or e- sim racing in general might in the future when we get maybe more realistic games and, and things like that, do you think it might be a pathway for young children to to go into real life racing to show that they've got the skills, whereas... You know, people, there must be loads of children out there who have got the the talent to be involved in, in Formula One, for example, but haven't got the money to be able to go into different formulas. Do you think sim racing could ever be that kind of pathway into real-life
1: racing? I think it already a little bit is with um, with the Ross Fast Gamer. Um, I think um, it, it it already is, I mean, not on a big scale, but it already is a pathway to, to real-life racing. Um, of course, we had karting. Uh, that was the pathway to Formula 4, Formula 3. But um, now I think sim racing is becoming like that as well. Um, yeah, as I said, not on a big scale yet, but um, maybe in the future years it will be. But at the same time, to to get into F4 and F3, you do need a lot, still a lot of sponsor budget, uh, which is not easy to get. So... Yeah, it's difficult to be honest, uh, but I do think uh, it already is a pathway to Formula Four, Formula Three, uh, and Formula Two.
0: On that note, then obviously you're the, the 2020 F1 Esports Pro Series champion. Now you've you've kind of you've got so many fans now ac- across the the world, and you've had so many people watching you do these amazing things with, with within the the um, the championship. What is what's next for you? What are your plans for your career? Are you are you hoping to go back into real life racing? Do you think this is something that can put you in the in the shop window, if you like, of different teams? Is that is that your ultimate aim?
1: Um, at the moment, I uh, don't have any plans on returning to real life racing as um, sim racing is my full time job. And uh, I want to basically win as much championships as possible, uh, both in F1 esports and in different categories. Uh, uh, classes i would say um so yeah I think <laughs> to win avon Esports is a good first one but I definitely want to win more and um whether it's a Esports or Lama Esports or anything else um I want to try and win that as well and if I get the opportunity to drive in a gt3 race or or whatever I will definitely take it of course <laughs> but um yeah I think f3 or F2 is not very realistic anymore as uh, the sponsor budget is just um as far as i'm aware quite impossible for me to to get
0: and finally then in terms of actual games that um that um you've competed on in terms of F1 2020 and others what do you think kind of needs to improve in because t- i know F1 2020 was a, a, a big step forward, wasn't it, from F1 2019 in terms of traction and things and, and the amount of downforce. That's how I felt anyway, personally, from a casual point of view. But um, do you think that kind of over the next few years, once games get more and more realistic, the the esports e- e- will get more and more kind of reputation about this kind of skill level that that these competitors have?
1: um and it's an interesting question um well first of all i'm not sure if kono masters uh their goal is to make the game more realistic um but i i know that um the top f1 esports drivers can go to uh, something like i said of course iRacing and compete at the highest level as well so in that point of view it's just about adapting i think so um but yeah, I, I'm I'm not sure if what their goal is with uh, handling and simulation. Um, so, yeah, yeah,
0: because I suppose they've got to they've got to make a game for for casual racing fans, haven't they? That aren't interested in in esports. They just want to maybe do their own career mode or. Um, you know, race against AI that aren't particularly good. They just want to enjoy that kind of feeling. They don't want to have to compete but then from your side you want a game that's as realistic as possible to real life. So it's kind of, it's a no-win situation for them, isn't it? For both ways.
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, at the same time I think if they would go to the simulation side they would gain back a lot of people anyway. And I think the casuals will most likely buy the game anyway as it is F1. So I don't agree with them, but uh, well, it's not going to change anyway in in that in that uh, uh, in that case. So,
0: yeah, I mean, we'll
1: we'll have to see what um, EA
0: do because obviously they're involved in a, a takeover at the moment with Codemasters, aren't they? We thought it was going to be Take Two, but it turns out it's going to be EA. So we'll have to see what the next few years has in store for the for the F1 franchise. But Jana, um, it's been it's been really great talking to you. I'm a big fan of of what you've done this year and. Um, I'm a big fan of you driving. It's some of the moments you've you've offered in this championship have, have been fantastic, and it's been it's been great to watch. So, I wish you all the best in your future career, and congratulations on your on your championship. And uh, yeah, good luck for for the next few years.